1: No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. <laughs> Down the spiral staircase?
0: With a huh? dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Okay. Go to hell, Mike. Hey, everyone.
1: It's Joe Batantz. Uh As you are probably well aware, uh, episode 101 cuts off about 10 minutes before the end, uh, in the middle of a story about tipping. So Mike and I decided instead of re-releasing a corrected episode, why not just release uh, an episode, a mini episode that you can listen to that has the remaining 10 minutes? Because we didn't think anybody wanted to go back and listen to the whole show to find where they left off. So what you're going to hear right now is starting with the tipping story. So it's going to start just where the tipping story starts. Um, That way there's some context. And then it'll go all the way to the end. As a bonus, in the episode I mentioned that I compiled uh, a clip argument or a clip defense of myself that I'd heard. In episode 32, Mike Lawson accuses me of uh, reviewing a movie and that this isn't a review show. I'll put that clip in the beginning. And then what follows will be ten minutes of Mike Lawson reviewing things from episodes 1 through 31. I went back and it took me a whole day. I listened to episodes 1 through 31 on double speed and and listened for any time Mike reviewed something. Now, once again, it's just 10 minutes out of context of Mike Lawson reviewing things. If you want to hear it, go ahead. If you don't, just turn it off after the show ends and you've heard the episode. But for those of you who are completists and want to hear what I put together, it's going to be there. For those of you who just want to hear the end of the show, that's going to be there too. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. So, Beverly Hills woman is the infamous Westside Tip Jar Bandit, police say. Police believe they've arrested the notorious Tip Jar Bandit, ending her not-so-smooth reign of terror on the hard-working employees of West L.A. Jessica Shubb, a 20-year-old Beverly Hills resident, was arrested by Beverly Hills PD yesterday for allegedly swiping tips from Brighton Coffee Shop in Beverly Hills. While Shub was able to escape escape the coffee shop, a vigilante witness stealthily followed her and alerted police. The police arrested Shub about half a block away from the coffee shop. So this was kind of a big story. I don't know if necessarily in the entire news, but all over like L.A. Weekly and L.A.ist, mm-hmm. because there was video and all, all over L.A. of this woman would show up to like Starbucks or uh, Booger's Bagels or Panera, you know, or um. Taco Bell. Taco Bell or Deidre Coffee okay, or um, Pizza Hut. Or we kind of get the idea. yeah. Or KFC. Or
0: yeah. And she would or take Or Kaiser the Permanente.
1: Yeah. And so there would be video <laughs> and she would somehow distract the person like say like, oh, can you get me that? Like maybe go reach up for something on, on the shelf or something. And then she'd reach her hand and take all the money out of the tip jar and very smoothly just put in her purse and be like, oh, it didn't work. Okay, thanks. Bye. And then walk out. Yeah. So, I mean, there was like this weird, like, hipster manhunt for her. And so that, that basically they caught her. My question to you, Mike Lawson, is do you tip when you go to coffee houses?
0: Yeah, um, I do certainly. I mean, I used to be a barista, so I know that that's kind of important and it helps you. I mean, when you're handcrafting something like that, it makes you do a little bit better. But I usually – I mean, I don't normally go out of my way to like – Can you break this five so I can give you some tip? I basically will throw in the change I got in my wallet or if it's, you know, a quarter from the change that I just – from the purchase I just made, I'll throw that in a tip jar. Um, I don't feel like I tip like uh, a specific amount in a regular uh, way. I just kind of give what I got. But this is really fucked. I don't like that she did this. I'm glad. um, Yeah,
1: what a horrible person.
0: Yeah, wait, have they found her? I yeah, can't... yeah, they found her and arrest, they arrested her.
1: Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, then yeah, I'm yeah. glad. So, so get this. I tip, but when I do, and I know this is kind of obnoxious, but I've been burned a lot of times. I tell the person, excuse me, i do in a very comical job with Hans Wimel. I am now going to tip you. Alert. Yeah, that's
0: the worst when they like turn around yeah. and you put the money in and then they turn yes. back and they don't and see then, it.
1: Yeah, they didn't see that. I'm, I need the reward of the like, oh, you're welcome, you know, like at least at this. Uh, uh, oh, I don't do it for a reward. No, not I for a reward. But like, I like
0: the, I want them to acknowledge so that yes. they, I want them to know that I cared enough to yes, tip. Yes, that's right. I, I mean. don't want them to judge and think that I didn't tip. Yes. Right. Yes. It's an interesting segue actually, Joey, because my next story – listen to this. Have you ever heard of Taco Bell? Yes. So police are looking for a suspect that walked into a Taco Bell here in San Francisco last week and he pointed – swept a, up the parking lot? He, he pointed a gun at the customers in line, told them to get on the ground, which by the way, would you ever get on the ground in a Taco Immediately. Bell? Immediately. Oh, Ugh. In a Taco Bell, you would get no, on the ground. No. I would be like, oh, just shoot me. Yeah. Please just shoot me. The suspect then hopped over the counter, pointed his gun at the cashier's head. Then the victim, the cashier, grabbed the gun, and the gun, Joey, fell apart because it was made of plastic. It was a toy gun.
1: Oh.
0: Then the suspect ran. He hasn't been caught yet. But would you grab the gun? If no. You, if you suspected it might be fake.
1: Well, here's the. Th- here's. I've actually. Th- you know, I often think. I often put myself in situations of peril. Yeah. And wonder what I'll do. Like, weird. Like, what would I do if I was like, going to get, you know, be put under the guillotine? You know? <laughs> and so I've, of course, played the. Because
0: sit- <laughs> it happens all the time. I know why. You know, people you, are guillotined left and right That's why I'm saying. Like,
1: I need to be prepared for, in case <laughs> anything happens. So, uh,. I've often put myself in this situation, and I, it's one of these things where I think if you think you're going to die anyway, then what the fuck? Oh, you okay. know, like. But, but, but did this, will this guy feel he was in imminent danger? What else could he do?
0: I don't know. The story doesn't say how he was feeling, so I don't really know. But in my very limited experience in food service, I told you I was a barista. We just talked about that. I, I think I was trained to never fight. Like, it's not worth doing. Like, there were things in place. So, like, if somebody came to rob me, I could give them a specific amount of money and not give them my whole drawer, right? mm mm-hmm. um, But I would never say no. I would never, mm-hmm. like, grab a gun. I feel like this isn't my money. It's not worth a fight. It's not worth death. But I don't even think it's worth a black eye. Like, if, I'm, if I think I'm going to get punched, I'm like, here's my money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's different if you're, like, on the street. And somebody, you know, is coming to take your own stuff. But when you're in a store and it's not your money, I say give it to them.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. If if it wasn't my money, I'm thinking about – you see now, okay. I was just thinking about a gun in front of me in general. But now if you're saying if I'm working at like a convenience store, I would not put up a fight at all. I'm going to take everything. Want a Slim Jim? Like just take everything here.
0: Do you think it's funny he used a fake gun to rob a Taco Bell, which serves fake food?
1: Oh, not if I didn't think about it that way. But I just saw this picture on the internet once where a cop showed a, a, a BB gun or something like that and compared it to – or a toy gun and compared it to a real gun. And they look oh, almost exactly yeah. – did you see that?
0: Yeah. I also feel like I, – I contemplate frequently getting mugged because – I mean let's face it. I don't live in the best you know place and muggings happen often. And I – Wonder what I would do if somebody came up, put a gun in my back, and it was like, "Give me everything in your pockets." And I pull out my insulin pump. It looks like a an iPhone or an iPod. It's a touchscreen, and like, would I would I give that to them? Would I? Oh rip, yeah! I would, ha- I would have to would... rip it out of my body.
1: Oh, why would they want your insulin pump, though?
0: Because, it, like, if they are looking at my pockets. Because oh, well, well, otherwise, you just I would tell, just tell like, them it's an insulin anything. pump. Yeah, I thought like tell them I will die if they take it, and it has to be ripped out of my skin.
1: We well, could show them,
0: and I, and, I, and I'll tell them that I have a blood disease. You might get AIDS if you take this. I'll tell them that.
1: Why would anybody want insulin pump? They'd probably be like, "Oh, sorry, man," then just leave.
0: Yeah, they give they give me the wallet that they stole from the last guy. But they probably would
1: <laughs> never. <laughs> it's Philip.
0: Why would it be Philip?
1: Because he's
0: black. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. What do you got going on next week, Mike do you, Wait, by the way, do you only know one black person? <laughs>
1: yes, it's Phillip.
0: Uh, uh, next week, Joey, I um, told you I'm going to be having coffee with that dude. Um, oh, I'm also going to Vegas. Oh, you are? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Vegas for a conference. It's called a unconference. And basically the idea is uh, you show up and there's no agenda. And as a group, we're going to, like, create an agenda. And I have high anxiety about this because I have – Joey, I have anxiety when we go to meetings and we're five minutes late on an agenda. But we're going to go to this conference and have no agenda at all, no plan mm-hmm. on what we're going to do. So I'm already anxious about that. That's uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So that should be a good time. Uh, What about you? What else – or what's going on with you next week?
1: Well, I am uh, – well, on Saturday, I'm going to – my cousin Veronica bought a house. So I'm going to go to her open house. And then Sunday, I'm going to dinner with my friend Brenda and her boyfriend Dan and my cousin Richard. And (laughs) –
0: Ten minutes ago, you were like, never let me hang out with Richard again. Never, Mike, never.
1: Brenda invited him, not me. And then uh, I'm leaving right now to go see. Don't drive with him.
0: Don't drive with him,
1: though. Oh, no, I I shouldn't. Show up alone. No, but again, there is a value because then he wants to leave. He's a great way when you want to leave somewhere to leave. And then I'm actually – I'm going to see Richard in an hour. You need I'm,
0: to ask Richard to bring something of yours. So when he gets ready to leave, you got, you could say like, oh, I'm going to go to with Richard to get this from his car. And then you just leave uh, you leave. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Or you should put something in his trunk and always just leave it there. <laughs> so you could always use that excuse. And then when you get out to the car, just be like, eh, I'll get it next time.
1: Framed Instagram photos of himself. <laughs>
0: Uh he What uh, are you you said you're also doing something when we hang up?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go see the premiere of RuPaul's Drag Race at my cousin Natalie's house and Richard will be there.
0: Fun. Yeah. Um
1: Are you going to watch RuPaul's Drag Race?
0: I was going to ask, is it on Hulu? They show it old they episodes show it on Logo are, the next day. Well, logo.com. Yeah. But is it on Hulu? Like I want it on my TV. I don't want to look at it on I don't know the answer screen. to
1: that. I don't know the answer to that. They might be. I just don't know the
0: answer. Okay. Um, Cool. Sounds like a good week, Joey. I will talk to you next week. Bye. Go to hell, Mike.
1: On Friday, I went to go see Lee Daniels, The Butler. Have you seen this movie?
0: No. Oh
1: my cousin Richard! I have this gay cousin.
0: Uh, is this what we've become? A movie review podcast?
1: Oh girl, do not even go there. Oh, girl, do not even go there.
0: Every re- fucking week. I read week a wonderful me- book. I read a wonderful book. Girl, Let me tell you please.
1: about it. Please, I'm going to interrupt you for a second and actually break the fourth wall here. People listening, is it not true? Every fucking week, Mike talks about some goddamn play. He went I don't to. do a play review.
0: <gasps> I tell you about
1: going oh, to my the play. You remember, remember the racist thing you did for me? Yeah. Okay. Just wait till next week. That's all Oh wait, Vegas we're not okay. A mini episode. I'm putting together a supercut of all your goddamn play reviews.
0: Okay, tell me all about this movie. Two thumbs up. <laughs> to talk about. I saw a couple movies. I saw um the wonderful movie Monsters Inc. It actually was really good. Or no, not Monsters Inc. Monsters, Monsters University. University. It was actually really good. And then um I saw this uh Coppola movie, the Bling Ring. Oh, how was that? You know what? I didn't like it. I'll i tell you something. The Sofia Coppola, she's mm-hmm. overrated. Way overrated.
1: Yeah, just because it has a Coppola
0: name, people are like, ooh, Coppola. And she does this thing where it's like f- uh, fucking five-minute sequence of kids dancing at a club. Yeah. Like, you could do that in two. You know what I mean? You could do um, that in a minute and a half.
1: You could do it in ten seconds in my book.
0: Yeah. So it's just as like a lot of attention paid to like – I don't know, cool shots. Like there's this really long shot, um, far away shot of a house and the kids are like robbing it. And it's like one shot. You see them run in the house. You see them ransack it. Uh, you see them leave the house and it's like, everybody's talking about that shot. Like it's like something masterful, but it's just kind of just dumb. Now, does it glorify them?
1: Cause I actually think they're
0: horrible people. Oh, they are horrible people. You know that they're horrible people. But, I mean, like any movie, you root for the protagonist, so, like, it kind of glorifies it, but you do know that you're rooting for horrible people. And it was actually really good. It was really, really good. It was just a reading of his newest play, but it was, like, basically it's about these um, brothers that... Decide they want to start a ghost hunting business, mm-hmm. but they specialize in hunting uh, Asian American ghosts or Asian looking ghosts. I'm trying to even think like, well, I went to the theater. I saw this uh, David Sedaris and Amy Sedaris play called The Book of Liz. Yeah, and that was excellent. It was at the Ghost Street Playhouse in San Francisco, and hmm. he he writes well. So he wrote the book and the music for uh, Legally Blonde. And it's Mm -hmm. good. This production was really good. The only complaint that I have is that the music was so loud and the cast had so many high school students in it. So it was uh, maybe a little weak. And so just mixing loud band and kind of weak cast together was hard. San Francisco and I saw Jersey Boys with Christina and Scott and her friend Jill and her daughter. And it was awesome. Awesome. Jersey's Jersey boys is a really good show. Jersey boys is a really good straight person, straight man show to see because well, first like the story kind of is like about, I don't, you know, music and music that is accessible. And the story mm-hmm. is about like men that kind of make bad choices and it, it it's good. And I think that it kind of bridges those two communities a little bit. It's not super like dancey and all the songs have purpose. It's not like they just break out in song for no reason. Like all of the songs are part of the show. Um, well, last week I went to the the movie theater by my house. They do this throwback Thursday thing where every Thursday the local comic book store sponsors like a old not, not really old movie. Sometimes it's like, I don't know, Gone with the Wind or something, but then Sometimes it's like just an '80s movie, or sometimes even newer than that. So this week, this week it was uh, Indiana Jones, the um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, it was The Last Crusade. Oh, okay. The Sean Connery one. Like everyone there wanted to see it again. So, yeah. like in the beginning, if you remember, The Last Crusade, River Phoenix is in the beginning playing oh, like he was a, a so young, beautiful. Yeah, playing a young Indiana Jones, and yes. he does the, like, this belongs in a museum sort of line. And then when it flashes forward to when um, Harrison Ford says, this belongs in a museum, and, like, he turns around in his iconic cap and everything, and everybody just, like, cheers. I don't know. It was really cool. Like, everybody laughed at the right times, and it was a very good movie theater experience because um, of what the movie was. You know what? I had a really boring week, to be honest. Well... I mean, I had some stuff happen, but fairly boring. I went to the theater a couple times. Um, I saw a Shakespeare play that was wonderful. Um And you know what? Which is my drag name, by In the way. In Berkeley, they did... It was kind of like an experimental sort of um production of it. Not experimental, but like there were a lot of elements that were like very contemporary that made it seem a little bit more enjoyable. And they also cut the shit out of it. So it was a very abbreviated version, so... I actually enjoyed it, but I also saw a play called The Arsonist that's playing at um, the Aurora Theater here in Berkeley. Yeah, and and, it had like a weird tagline, I remember. Yeah, a moral play with no morals. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Was, it was kind of um, an interesting little piece piece of theater, but the Aurora is like a... So, Joey, I went to the theater this week. Um, I saw a really good play called By and By. Wait, hold on for a second.
1: And I'm not making any judgments on this because obviously I lose in this judgment. But someone mentioned recently to us that it seems like I'm always at the Magic Castle. Yeah, I think it was one of the catching up with catching up winners. Yeah, to me it always seems you're at the theater. I do
0: a lot of theater. I do. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm jealous. It's a it's a choice. Like I I could go sit and watch you know another episode of Felicity on Netflix, or I could go to the theater. And so this week I went to the theater. And so I saw this play called By and By by this new playwright called...
1: By Byerson?
0: Lauren Gunderson, actually. Um, and, okay, so the play is about, like, cloning. And the according to the synopsis, it's like, are we ready? Are we ever ready for cloning and the ethics of cloning? And I thought, it's in Berkeley, and it's going to be kind of, like, judgy and... I don't know, very heady, but Mm -hmm. then I got into it and it was like noises off with cloning. It was like uh, mistaken identity and like zoink and like, I don't know, it was like kind of funny and it's just really good. So were you angry
1: that everyone in the theater was laughing?
0: No, I, I don't mind laughing in the theater if it's appropriate. I do get really uptight about people talking in the theater though. Well, who doesn't? I really hate it. Like, I, I will shush somebody if they're talking. No, you, oh, you actually shush them? Yeah. Or if they, like, turn on their cell phone and it's like a bright light in front of me, I'll make a noise, like, ugh. Oh <laughs> That's my a- God. I hate it. And so, that was the play. It was kind of uneventful. No, um, grinder. I actually deleted grinder from my phone again. Um, oh, I the think-
1: grinder has been deleted from my phone for a while.
0: It's like almost a week now. So you, I'll, keep, are you I'll keep you updated. I do okay? I'm doing, yeah, 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 I'm doing good. Um, but then I also went to this uh, ensemble sort of like choir performance at a church in Noe Valley in the city. And a friend of a friend is the director of this choir. And the show is called Love is a Place. So uh, you get, I got there, and it was like the first song was like. All in Latin, and I'm like, "Oh God, this is gonna be a long night."
1: I was hoping you'd be walking around shushing people,
0: Joe. However, I went. Oh no! Here I went, it comes. I went to the theater on Friday. Oh no! And I saw a, a really amazing um, play. I guess you would call it called "Jukebox Stories," and it's in this little black box theater that's in the basement of a pizza joint in Berkeley. And there was like 65 seats in the theater, like tiny, tiny thing um but we went and saw a play called george gershwin alone which is a one-man show about george gershwin and it was okay the the show was kind of like the actor wasn't so good so the guy that wrote the book also wrote or also performed as gershwin and it's this show like was on broadway i think about 10 years ago and now he's touring it and so it was pretty good i like gershwin's stuff so like I was bound to like it. And the guy, like, was pretty good at the piano. I mean, the show ends with him. So he's talking kind of about all of Gershwin's music. And then he talks about Gershwin's death. And then he sits down and he plays Rhapsody in Blue. And he, like, played the hell out of it. It was, like, a legit performance of Rhapsody in Blue on the piano from memory, Joe. That's, like, a 12-minute song. And he just, like, pounded it out. And it was really good. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um yeah, I mean it. Um, uh,
1: um um
0: um uh, um um uh, use action to defeat worry and fear do something to change what can be changed and you'll no longer be afraid